Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome to Convert Central. I'm Kevin Sidik Lim, the host of Convert Central, and I'd like to welcome you to Season 3 of Convert Central. Our podcast focuses on the challenges that Muslim converts face along their conversion journey to help Muslims from all backgrounds to find a strong foothold in Islam. Follow our Instagram and LinkedIn page at Convert Central, and I look forward to sharing with you all the beneficial series we plan for the year. For now, I'd like to welcome you to Season 3 of Convert Central. Welcome back to Comet Central. Today we have a pretty special topic. We're talking about Dawah in Singapore as Muslims. So with us today, we have my co-host Dini, uh, who has been the co-host for uh, the few the past few episodes on Comet Central. We have our guest speaker with us today. We have two special guest speakers, uh, Sister Amy. She's a team member of Comet Central, and she also recently took her shahada. Her Muslim name is Ufaida Amira, and Subhanallah, you know she has so much experiences to share as a person receiving Dawah in Singapore. So we're gonna tap on that experience in a while. Other than uh, Amy, we have also Brother Oman Hakimi, uh, who is a TikTok influencer. Uh, he shares a lot of Islamic content on his TikTok. And, um, you know, we are, we, are, we are very, very blessed and very, very grateful to have him to talk about, you know, uh, what really goes on behind, you know, planning the content for TikTok and also some considerations in doing dawah. We all know that um, doing dawah in Singapore, uh, you know, in the course of Islam, it's a little bit tricky. So in Singapore, hence we have rather unique ways of, of doing that one in our capacity. One of the ways is Darul Akam, and they have some of their classes. Uh, anyone can walk in and, and attend the classes. We have CC podcasts, and anyone can listen to the podcast. And we also have new uprising platforms like TikTok and Clubhouse. Other than that, we also have uh, places of uh, interest to non-Muslims, for example, masjids, uh, mosques, and they have some outreach to their community as well. So, uh, of course, just because it's uh, rather restricted for us to do that one in Singapore doesn't mean that we stop or doesn't mean that there isn't any avenue. So we're going to talk about, you know, uh, how we're going to do that one, uh, how have we been doing that one as well as you know, what are some considerations. So for any bomb Muslims who want to, you know, engage in that one or any uh, converts who might want to start to consider talking about Islam to their family members, these are some things that you guys can take note of. Yeah. All right. So let's start. So um, our first question, or rather the first thing that we're going to talk about will be the platforms that, you know, we have given or received da'wah in Singapore. So, uh, you know, I was telling all of them before we started that we have such a you know nice spectrum here. Dini has experience at the masjid. I'm, I'm a convert myself. We started Convert Central. Amy has had the path of, you know, very recent path of coming to Islam. And Brother Oman, who has a TikTok account. So I think it's quite rare that we have such, you know, a variety here today. So perhaps we can just go one round. Um, to talk about the platforms that we, we guys have we have either given or received da'wah. So, of course, I'll start with myself. So, of course, you guys know uh, Commerce Central was started last year uh, in, in a platform to talk about uh, Islam and commerce stories. And, and we actually didn't really foresee it uh, becoming something big, but eventually it became a platform where people come uh, to look for commerce stories. Um, and, of course, later we'll talk about intentions. Uh, but let me just pass my time on to Dini. Bismillah. Assalamualaikum everybody. Um, thank you, Bro Siddiq. So yes, um, I used to be a youth. Um, I used to be a youth in the youth wing of a local mosque. Um, so Alhamdulillah, that was my experience. Uh, that was largely my experience with Dawah. I think, um, through that experience, um, I was allowed to. I was given the chance to like plan activities and perform Dawah specifically to and for Muslim youth in the community. Um. And I think I was in there for, I can't do the math now, but let me think, maybe about two or three years. And it was a very interesting experience, alhamdulillah. Okay, so before that, I think I was never so involved in that one. But I think through that experience, I really got to see, um, not just, because if, even though we we focused specifically on the youth, right? Because we were in the masjid, uh, we got the experience to help out different sections of the community, which I thought was very, very interesting. And, um, you know, like growing up in Singapore, I always thought that that was a very specific um like specific duty that I was not subhanallah like this is this is a reflection of the fact that I need to learn more but growing up I really thought that that was not for the normal person like it, it had to be for someone who was learned who who had all the knowledge, you know, so um, I never thought that I would ever be in a position where I could perform da'wah. Um, but yeah so my experiences with da'wah only kind of solidified when I um, joined the masjid youth wing but even then like because we were so focused specifically on youth um, I didn't get to experience like um, the full force of da'wah I think because when you want to approach um, youth it's a very specific mindset we do it like through very specific activities um, and yeah it was an interesting experience overall. Thank you so much for sharing uh, and, and that, that kind of covers the masjid group kind of uh, uh, aspect you know anyone that 
it has been in the Mushroom Youth Group is probably like their first step in, in doing that one, right? And and next, before we segue to Amy, she's gonna give us the you know the the POV of someone receiving that one and 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 all of that consideration, right? I'll, I'll just like to start with other uh, Uman then, you know. So uh, in the recent years, uh, especially last year, right, a lot of platforms just came up like things like Clubhouse, things like TikTok, they become so prominent. And of course, with every new platform, a lot of Muslims will, will flock into them uh, for, for all, sorts, all sorts of content, right? So for you, you know, you built a TikTok account centered around Islamic teaching, centered around the reading of the Quran. You know, how, how, do, you, how do you get started? And what do you realize about these online platforms that have some benefits or, or, or things to be uh, wary about, you know, when you're doing that well on these platforms? I, I didn't like TikTok last time. I didn't use TikTok uh, like last year. So I didn't use it. I was like, I I actually hated it uh, uh, last time because uh, there wasn't like any like Islamic stuff. Like very rare. Uh. Then after that, I started to think myself like, hey, a lot of youngsters like use TikTok, you know, like, so I was thinking and I also like to share here and there. Um, so I made a TikTok account. Uh, then after that, I started to, you know, slowly uh, record me sometimes going to the mosque record me, you know, reciting Quran here and there. Um, you know, first few months, there wasn't a lot of people watching. And and my my intention of starting the TikTok account was, my intention was solely for the sake of Allah firstly, and secondly was, even if there was like one, you know, one, two people watching, I'll still do it. Uh, because at least if there is any, you know, even if there's a single person watching then, you know, uh, you know for the sake of Allah, I'll, I'll do it. You know, then, you know, Slowly, as it started to the, the view started to go out, and um, it sort of um, sort of changed my perspective of TikTok because I hated TikTok because there wasn't any men, uh, benefit to it. So when I see, I, I saw the opportunity to share, you know, share Islamic, you know, sharing here and there. I started to think, hey, you know, I can use this platform as a way to dawah, you know, and people do sort of um, how do you say get their teachings from there, not, not teaching lah, like, they get their share, uh, uh, a bit of knowledge here and there from TikTok as well. Yeah, so, and people have, you know, after that, DM me and asking, wanting to learn more. Uh, so, the, and, so the, the starting of the TikTok was not, uh, I didn't view it as something that I would uh, be, you know, like a lot of people would watch because uh, in my, in my mindset, like, if people come here to watch uh, un-Islamic uh, content, but I'm here, I'm there, you know, making Islamic content. So it's a bit weird. So I, I, I didn't expect that I would get much views. Lah. So then after that, yeah, after that, I I get um, like the views in the thousands here, here and there. From my experience, like the benefits of TikTok, like that one through TikTok is, you know, there's a lot of benefits. Like for example, if you share a, a hadith or if you share a sunnah in the TikTok and someone follows that sunnah, then you would get the the the, the uh, reward of it, because the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "Balighu anni walau ayah." You know, convey from me even if it's one verse. You know, meaning even if it's a single, uh, even if it's a Quran verse that you are you are you are you are reciting in in TikTok, and is some and someone listens to it, he gets motivated by it. You will get the reward of it, inshallah. You know, um, but the cons of it, of course, is people would you know, give you bad comment, people will try to bring you down, people will say, you know, to me personally, people say like, hey, you're a, you're a young guy, you have like, no knowledge, golden, golden, something like that. So, you know, that, that's the con of it and some cons of it as well are like, for example, thinking of making a content like you do not know what content you're going to make, what's the next content you're going to make. So everything you have to plan and all of this takes, may even takes, uh, take hours. Yeah, so, um, and whatever you're you're sharing in there must be correct. It, it cannot be any any wrong teaching because once you press the upload button, you know, and and someone sees it, you know, he may get motivated or get influenced by that post you're making. So, uh, so technically, the 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 post of it is someone can get hidayah, can get guidance through that video, through that video that you make. Yeah. So yeah, that's from my from my own experience. Alhamdulillah. Uh, that, 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 that was such a great sharing. I think like even for ourselves here, we kind of get a glimpse of this platform that you're talking about and also what goes on behind the scenes, right? We, we, we're going to like good behavioral traits when we talk about 
that one later on. Uh, and this was a good segment to it. Um, and 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 now let me just pass the time on to Amy. Uh, so Amy, for for yourself, you've had the you know blessing of taking a shahada a few weeks ago, and of course. Throughout your journey, you've had had many platforms of receiving that Maybe you could tell us a little bit about them and, and what was your experience with them. Assalamu alaikum. Um, yeah, my name is Amy. I just um I think three weeks ago. So I'm relatively like new Muslim. But um yeah, it has been maybe I'm in close to two years of sort of on and off learn um I guess learning about Islam, like um, seriously looking into the religion it has been quite some time yeah I, I guess because I'm 20 okay I'm 22 years old so I guess I'm a hip young girl so okay <laughs> like uh, I I guess as a young person I would say um I, I, I'm a very big consumer of social media as as with a lot of um as with the majority of youth nowadays uh, so I guess a lot of the dawah came from there, but before that, I guess it there's sort of an indirect dawah from the Muslims that uh I see around me. So for 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 myself uh, um, I the the first time I really like got acquainted with um real Muslims was uh when I went to Poly uh, So um. Yeah, so it was through their actions and like I, I realized that uh you know Muslims like the Muslim people that I saw in like my classmates and my teachers, they they were all very gentle and like very kind people. And I just felt that they they were they were good people, lah, basically. So and also like you know, when when they perform their ibadah like um like during like fasting during Ramadan. So um because fasting, you know, is something that you see them doing. Uh, so in a way, it's kind of dawah. So yeah, by seeing them, then you 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 ask all like, oh, um, like why do you all fast? And then, um, uh, what time you fast? And it's for what what purpose? Why you wear the hijab? Like things like that. Uh. So yeah, that is my first uh, encounter with dawah. Then secondly, it would be when I really started to look into the religion. I guess yeah through social media la. So um yeah, because I I'm a millennial, so <laughs> I went to Instagram that I searched like uh I remember the first thing I searched was like Chinese Muslim or something, because uh I'm a Chinese. La. So I was wondering, you know, uh, are there any any um like sort of um Chinese who are also reverts? La. Then um I guess the first person that I saw was uh Sister Jing Hans. Instagram page, yeah, because she's a pretty uh, big uh, Instagram influencer. Like. I think she has quite a big following on Instagram. So I remember this quite, it impacted me quite a bit that, uh, a bit like, like her, her post um, where she shared the story of how her husband, who is a Muslim, um, actually showed a lot of compassion for the people around, around them. Like. So there was this um story where she shared that her her helper accidentally uh, spilled hot water on their child and she was very angry uh, um towards the helper but it, you know for hurting you know her her child uh, but the husband the first thing that um he asked was like why didn't you ask if the helper was okay so it made her reflect uh, so it, you know she pens her reflections on online where she 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 explains that actually it's it's actually through Islam that she finds you know uh, it, it kind of molds her husband and her husband's family's characters like, into very kind and loving you know caring and I guess compassionate human beings uh, which is what um I guess has has what I've always been trying to strive for so that is that is what really struck me uh, that oh actually Islam can can bring about so much goodness in people. Uh, so yeah. Thank you all for sharing. I think like through the short sharing that you guys have uh, given, um, it's quite apparent that a lot of us in Singapore, we don't just receive dawah um from one single platform, but also we see our friends, uh, people we grew up with, they are good Muslims and get they, they get us interested. We go online, we have YouTube, we have uh, platforms like TikTok, and that picks our interest 
you know, and perhaps, you know, uh, the final step might be going to the masjid or going to Dara come to, to, to seek proper knowledge about Islam. And the, the, the thing about, you know, doing da'wah is that then, like how, how then do we go about da'wah? We, we know that there are certain platforms, right? And how then? And of course, we start with intention, right? Because in the Mal'a'man Lubiniyat, everything is uh, all good, all actions are nothing but their intentions, right? And um, that having good intentions will, will, will be the source of how we, um, you know, do da'wah will be the source of how Allah will allow us to guide people, uh, you know, to his deen. So having intentions is really the big rock of any da'i, anyone who wants to do da'wah. And, and then now uh, I'll just like to ask all of us here, you know, uh, maybe just to share one advice about, about intention, right? So when, when we are giving da'wah, um, how would we, uh, how would you guys refine intention, your intentions uh, given your experience? And also for Amy, uh, for you, like you know, when when you go out searching for knowledge, um, as as someone who was interested about Islam, um, you know how how do you kind of manage your intentions then? So, um, Dini, you want to start? Okay, Bismillah. Um, okay. So actually, um, intentions has been like a very interesting concept when it came to dawah because um because like um, I realized that when I was at the masjid, right when I was in the youth wing group. Uh, my ustaz always said this, like, oh, when whatever we do, whatever we put out there, whatever, um, because we were quite um program focused, right? Um, in the work that we did. So he always say, like, oh, we need to maximize the benefit and the impact of these programs. Um, and so like it was always about that. It was always about how can we bring the most benefit to our target audience. And that was always the intention. And honestly, like for me, I think I was fine with that intention and I'm sure that there's a lot of value and good in the intention. But what that meant was um, you, so for me, and I'm not sure for everyone, I'm not sure if this, this was the same experience for everyone, but for me, um, it became like a sort of like, it was a goal that you were just so focused on. So um, like I was just reading in a book and this book like completely just um, very well, very well, wait, reflected my experiences very well and um like the book was saying that like the primary goal to uh, the primary goal should be to present islam in the best manner without compromise um but when your goal is to merely like bring the person um to islam depending on who the person is right you might fall into the trap of like um shape shifting islam to feed the person's needs and that can be very dangerous sometimes. So I did find myself in situations where like, oh, with a different target audience, like um, I would be like, oh, some things are okay. <laughs> some things are less. Um, uh, ah, okay. It's okay. It's okay. Let's let's just let's just um slowly bring in with some with other people, I'll be like, no, some this is not okay. Right. So I understand that there's value in that, but for me, I think that was a very interesting um. Um, growth. I think it's very interesting growth for me because that was where I started. And then when I came to CC, the intentions or that intention still remained. Like we have a very wonderful director who is always just talking about bringing like uh, the most benefit uh, to our audience. But then um, through CC and through like um, I mean, maybe the fact that I've grown <laughs> into an adult, I don't know. Um, but I remember like I was always so bothered about this bringing the most benefit to people thing because like I can't control. Like I always thought, like I, I don't know, I don't know. Um, it, it stresses me out. Like it stressed me out a lot to go for podcast <laughs> recordings, knowing that I am responsible right now to make sure everybody has the most benefit. Like that's so stressful. And and I remember, like I would tell, I would tell Siddiq, I, I'll have, I'll need the whole day to like revise all my work <laughs> and make sure like everything was okay. And then the turning point, Subhanallah, for me, and I know this is very long, but. I attended a sharing, um, a class actually with one of my favorite authors of all time. And she said, you know, um, her intention was when writing is very simple. She just what she just tells Allah, like, make me a vessel for your for your wisdom, right? Um, and she shared this very wonderful dua. Oh Allah, help me find my voice and help me to be led on a path of sharing what is in my heart and give me the words and thoughts and feelings that I have in a way that is beautiful and in a way that is aligned to what you love. So through CC's like I, I was so eased when I heard this because it's not about it's not about me. It's not about what I can do. Whether the audience um, on that day um, like receives the maximum amount of benefit from this podcast is not up to me. And knowing that I don't have to control that and from the from the start I have no control over that like really really eased my heart. Um, yeah, I mean the intention setting is definitely important, but um, ultimately like now. I, I had a conversation with my friend as well and she was saying like and Ustazah told her um, 
the simplest, the most beautiful of intention is I just want people to love Allah and know Allah the way I love Allah. It's fun online. I think that's so amazing. All right. Thank you so much for sharing. Uh, moving on to, you know, Brother Uman, who has, uh, you know, of course for you, the, the bigger layer is that with the large number of followers and views, it's, it's much harder to manage your intentions. Intentions is hard because, because okay, like we humans, we change our intentions sometimes. Macam one time we, we feel like doing this, one time we feel like doing that. Um, Brother Siddiq said in the opinions that he quoted the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said that so to me my own experience is Wallahi if you do it for the sake of Allah Azawajal then surely you will not uh, surely how to say that would be a booster for you even even if it's hard or you know even if you struggle through it if you do it for the sake of Allah you know then inshallah it will be easy me personally um there's so many times where uh, my intention macam like change change here and there like uh, you know so I always think uh, think back like because I want the best for my for for people around me like so I want the best for you know a person so I want I want goodness for him I did I, I do not want him to turn away from uh, Islam right so we need to uh, love him for the sake of Allah and you know da'wah you know give give him uh, da'wah with hikmah as Allah Azza wa Jal, He said, "Udu'u ila sabili Rabbika bil hikmah." Call to the ways of your Lord with with wisdom. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, you know, He sent the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to a people which was, you know, against Him. You know, but even so, you know, people wanted to go against Him. People wanted to kill Him. People called Him names. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, He still managed to, you know, um, bring a large following to the, you know, that you know, almost two billion Muslims. So. Uh, the intention, you know, he so so we know that the Prophet ﷺ intention was to please Allah, and he loved others what he loved for himself. You know, la yuminu ahadukum hatta yuhibali akhihi ma yuhibilna ma yuhibuli nafsi. The Prophet said, none of you have true faith until you love your brother what you love for yourself. So uh, my intention, so just set the intention for the sake of Allah, and you want the reward of it. You want the reward of giving da'wah because giving da'wah is a huge reward. With with wisdom lah, not anyhow lah. You give da'wah with with the correct uh, you know, with the correct method, with the correct timing, uh, because not everyone is gonna accept your da'wah straight away like that. You know, it, it could take time, it could take years maybe. You know, but inshallah, uh, you know that person will accept if you show uh, good mannerism and stuff like this. You know, and all of this can come with good with good intention with for the sake of Allah inside your heart. You know, so yeah. Thank you, Alhamdulillah. All right, so that that's on the side of people giving da'wah, right? So for, for both of us, uh, me and sis and me, we are, we are converts. So I guess we'll we, we share like our, our experience on, on how we have had our intentions managed when we were receiving da'wah or in, in the strife of Islam. For myself, and I'll start first, you know, when I was, uh, you know, going towards Islam, learning about Islam, of course, as a, as a non-Muslim coming in Islam, your intention is, is, is always, uh, almost always never there. Uh, you don't you don't start off learning about Islam uh, for the sake of Allah. I've heard converts who come in to learn about Islam just to deface Islam, but in in, in the end, like eventually becoming Muslims, right? So the key is like, you know, don't be afraid of your initial intentions. For for indeed intentions are there for us to be refined. If not, uh, there won't be a need for re- refinement, right? So of course, for all of us, intentions at the initial phase, it will definitely. Uh, be, be, be different it will definitely be different for everybody and different from the ideal intention but what's important is that as, as we learn as we learn more as we have a bigger inclination to uh, le- to become a better Muslim or become a better seeker of religion for the sake of God then uh, we, we know that it's, it's our time to start wanting to become a Muslim for the sake of Allah and not just you know for other intentions such as our spouse such as you know for another agenda that we can obtain in this worthy life right so of course um, it takes time, definitely, as, as Brother Oman has mentioned, it really takes time. But the trick is to is to just check yourself, uh, have checkpoints every month, uh, for have checkpoints maybe every Ramadan. That, that, that will be a good checkpoint. And and sometimes your progress might be slow as, as you start. But but rest assured, you know, uh that, that it's not about the progress, but rather the strife. Allah says that uh what reaches him is not your the, the, the product of your ibadah, but your sincerity. So it's about your strife. So don't worry about your progress. Just make sure that you put a foot forward after another and inshallah, we all get there. Um, I guess as what um, Brother Siddiq said also, yeah, at first you never come in with the intention to, you know, 
to for the sake of Allah, I want to learn. But I guess um, <clears throat> one thing that I always um believe in uh, is that you you should be, I guess you should keep an open mind. Um, for me, I find it um quite a struggle in terms of I guess seeking knowledge uh, in Islam because. Um, it can be very confusing for, especially for new Muslims or people learning about Islam because um, I guess the basis of Islam is simple but the details of it, there is so much intricacies um, so much, you know, detail um, and diversity of opinions and sometimes it can be quite, I guess there can, there can be a lot of hostility there can be a lot of aggression, uh, which is which can be very stressful for for new Muslim, for converts or people, you know, or even born Muslims like trying to uh, renew their faith. Um, because they don't know which opinion to follow. So um yeah, I, I guess the thing is that even if there are di- differing opinions, uh, differing views that you kind of don't believe in, um or I guess it's important to still listen and to still have open discussions uh, because that is where, you know, where by listening with empathy and seeking to understand each other, right, is where we truly, you know, um, gather kind of unity as Muslims, mm-hmm. which is very, very important, uh, mm-hmm. especially in Islam where the views can be very, very extreme mm-hmm. and it can be very divisive uh, um, as clearly evident in you know society nowadays. So it's important to really keep an open mind, keep an open ear, to listen, to understand each other. Yeah, so that, that is what I have always um, believed in. And inshallah, I hope that Allah always grant me this, you know, uh, intention uh, to always listen. Amen. Yeah, Amen. Uh, all right, alhamdulillah. Thank you all of you guys for sharing about our intentions for, for doing da'wah. We've heard from both the uh, people giving da'wah, that side of the, the, the coin, and also from, from us converts when we talk about the intentions of seeking knowledge, right? Uh, when, when it comes to, uh, you know, receiving da'wah. So right now, um, let's, let's move on to the next part, right? So after we have intentions as, as people that are giving da'wah, um, there, indeed, there are some ideal characteristics and how we derive these characteristics are looking from the uh, examples of the Prophet Wasallam and his companions. And of course, uh, the people that came after that with the tradition of, of scholarship passed down from one generation to the next. So um, inevitably, as uh, we have noted earlier on when we are discussing about this podcast, for us converts, uh, we are not just giving, uh, not just receiving da'wah, you know. Most of the time, we are the only Muslims in our family. And, and inevitably, that makes us a kind of like a da'i to Islam as well. Perhaps we don't speak to our family about Islam, but through our actions, they can see what Islam really is because they see us 24-7 right at home. Now that it's, you know, uh, it's COVID, most of us are at home for, for most of the time. So uh, let's let's delve into that and talk about some, you know, good characteristics that all Muslims should know then, inshallah, about giving da'wah. So uh, I guess this time around, we should start as as, as, as converts, you know, uh, let's talk about um, some of the characteristics we would like to see when, when uh, someone gives da'wah to us. So Amy, would you like to start? Okay, sure. Um, this is quite a, a difficult topic, I guess, because <clears throat> yeah. Um, but I I guess the very important thing is that um we should. I I guess for me, what I would like to see is that. You know the gentleness and the softness of. Of um, you know, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, his his adab, his character. When giving dawah, it was it was never you know, oh don't do this or this is bad you know stop it right right now he it, it was not that case, you know uh, I think as as everyone knows um, the revelations for prohibitions were came at a much later uh, timing as compared to you know the the verses of um, you know yeah yeah and such so I I guess. Yeah, um I want to say because now I, I guess a lot of the content I see online is like um this is haram, this is halal, you know, what should a woman do, what should a woman not do, what should a man do, what should a man not do, you know. It, it's very binary, it's very 
yeah, it's very divisive. So, but the, the thing about Islam that really attracted me is that um, I, I like the diversity and flexibility of it. La. I fully agree. Uh, the gentleness is something that, that I fully enjoyed when I was a non-Muslim coming to Islam. Um, something that I would like to see when it comes to receiving da'wah, right? And helped me a lot when I was coming to Islam was, was that, is that a, da, the, a da'i, someone who is giving da'wah, um, it really helps me a lot when, when they never ever turn down my questions. Because as a non-Muslim, like, you really have a lot of questions that sometimes to a Muslim, right, it might seem like it's very intuitive or it might seem very simple. Um, but for us, it's something, it might be quite life-changing. You know, for example, uh, questions like, oh, um, why, why can't I be alone with a girl? Like uh, in, in a private setting, why can't I? It, it might be so like intuitive to us as Muslims now that we know, right? But as non-Muslim myself, I found that this was the biggest question that I had, you know? And I, when I had the answer to that, uh, it helped me a lot with my faith. And so uh, along with not, you know, uh, being open to questions and, and being welcoming, right? Uh, it's also about having the, enough knowledge to answer the question with wisdom. Sometimes the convert or the, the person seeking Islam doesn't need to uh, know why is it halal or why is it haram. It, it, it needs to understand why the beauty of, of, of it in this way. So it's not just about saying that, um, you know, uh, we, we shouldn't uh, be, be alone with a girl and, it's, and that's haram, you know, but rather help them, ex- help them understand why, why this leads to uh, a society's, uh, society widespread. Uh, the white, the how, uh, what's that called? Talk about how that leads to a widespread uh, of, of societal issues when, when, when everyone proliferates these kind of actions and thoughts. Right? And, and when, when we understand that from this point of view, we start to love Islam. We, do, we don't love the rulings, but we love Islam and the essence that it represents. So, so for, for me, I think it's very important uh, for Da'is to, to have enough knowledge, but more importantly, enough wisdom to explain the knowledge to, to, the, to the convert because we all come looking for different things. And, it's, and, and for someone who gives da'wah, it's, it's up to them to, uh, you know, um, understand what each person wants and what I want as a convert. And then explain it to me in a way that I will receive it well. All right. So what about you, you guys? Um, okay. It's kind of like, I think, mm, very interesting. Let me think of my experiences. Um, right. So like I said earlier on, my understanding of da'wah, I think, has evolved over time. So when I was younger, I understood da'wah to be only, um, it can only be done by someone who was really like, um, knowledgeable, fully knowledgeable about the religion, and you know we are not um, that we are not those people, right? Subhanallah. So when I when that understanding changed after I uh, joined the masjid youth group, when that understanding changed after I joined the masjid youth group, um, the awa to me was something like Oman said, uh, something that you know we did. Uh, there was a time and place for dawa. So again, I started out with understanding that dawa was only performed in very specific settings. So when we had like when we had like um programs for example that was when i was performing da'wah when we were organizing these programs when uh we executed out these programs that was our opportunity for da'wah so you know you that that sounds like a very safe uh place to start at because then you know what um you are doing coming into these programs but at the same time what that meant for me was i fell into the trap of forgetting or, or, or thinking of da'wah as a cap that i can take off Right, thinking of my role as a da'i as a, as a cap that I can take off means that after I finished these programs, I was not performing da'wah anymore. So I assumed that people should understand my actions, my um, adab after these programs are not reflective of Islam. But that's a horrible, that's a horrible misrepresentation of da'wah. Subhanallah. Uh, because da'wah, and correct me if I'm wrong, right? But I, I believe, I think da'wah means invitation. Um, and I have also, again, my understanding of da'wah has evolved to, um, now I realize that you don't have to, like subhanAllah, I think last time I used to think that you had to have all these like big things when you wanted to perform da'wah, you had to prepare yourself, you had to be in specific settings, you had to like really plan out what you wanted to do, but da'wah can be as simple as the way you speak to people, right, it can be as simple as like um, your interactions with your friends, your interactions with your family, uh, that is da'wah, that is the, that's the simplest like of da'wah and I think like, um, you know, uh, that is how people uh, can see the beauty of Islam through how you act on a normal day. Not in these specific settings where like they know what they're coming into, like they know what they're coming for. Um, but it can be in your day-to-day like actions, right? And uh, that being said, I'm going to bring back like the class that I had <laughs> with my favorite author, SubhanAllah. Um, and she gave this advice of like, you know, when she was writing the book, um, she 
uh, had to know who her audience was, right? And then I think that this is that's something that we need to remember when we are performing dawah or just in our daily interactions. I think because I realized when I put on the dawah hat or dawah cap, I use cap just now. Sorry, when I put on the dawah cap, right? Um, your your speech will change. The way you talk to people will change because you are thinking of yourself as like, I am the one giving knowledge. Like I am the one performing da'wah to this person. And I'm not going to like elaborate on what that means in terms of like your understanding of the other person. But, but subhanAllah, like when you are thinking of yourself as like, I'm the da'i and you guys are getting my da'wah, you're already, you're already thinking of yourself on like a pedestal, which I now realize to be incorrect. Um, so I remember when I was attending the class, she said this very beautiful line. She said when she was writing, um, she treated it as if she was speaking or writing to herself first and then secondly as if she was writing to a friend because immediately when you take on that tone and you put on that cap of I am advising myself firstly right your tone immediately becomes gentler you will be harsh with everyone else panola, but you could never be harsh with yourself because you know your own heart you know what works for you and what doesn't so I thought that was so amazing um, when you're advising people know that you're advising yourself first Right, and if um after that know that you are advising a friend, your to- and, and not just any friend, but like a good friend that you genuinely want that goodness for, um, and that should never disappear because whoever we're advising, they're a brother and sister of Islam. We love for them what we love for ourselves. So when you take when you put on the cap instead of like a, I'm a da'i, you have to listen to me. Uh, you have to you put on the cap of, I love you, and I want only the best for you. Your tone, the way you approach things, will change. Panawas, so I thought that was. Yeah, very interesting. Speaking about, you know, um, Dawah being a cat, right? Immediately I thought of hijab because, um, yeah, because right now when I'm out in public, I, I try my best to put on the hijab. Uh. Um, and actually it came about because like I wanted to go to the mosque, so I wanted to dress modestly and, and all. But then it came up, it, it, it kind of, became a responsibility in a way. Like, whenever I put on a hijab, I would think, okay, now people don't see me as just me, you know? They don't just see, like, a Chinese girl walking. They, they see a Muslim, a Muslimah. And, and wearing this hijab, I'm representing Islam, even though, you know, in, no matter if I like it or not, it's a responsibility that I guess hijabis have to have to shoulder in a way. So, yeah. What do I want to add? I guess, yeah, it, it's very important, or I guess, through the adapt, I guess. Yeah. All right. Thanks for sharing. Uh, thanks for sharing, both of you guys. Uh, all right. So, let's let's segue to Brother Oman then. Uh, for you, for you, like, um, what are some good behavioral traits you think that, that I should have? Uh... Well, apa tu, just now, uh, Dini, she put on a, she said a very important thing where macam, some people think that you need to be a sort of an ustad or maybe an ulama to give, to then give da'wah. Where you as a layman or as a person who doesn't study much cannot give da'wah. You know, and I had that understanding a bit last time. Um, but you know, we as Muslims, uh, we all have a part to play. Because if we were to just leave da'wah to only the scholars or to, to the ustad, some people who are non-Muslims who do not have that connection with the ustad or ulama, how are they going to get that message? You know, that is why there is so many uh, people who, who reverted because of laymen, laymen Muslims. You know, they see them praying or, you know, they see them, they ask them questions, what they know they will answer, you know. And definitely the first thing to have is to have gentleness. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said in surah, in surah uh, Ali Imran, verse 159, Allah said, uh, lahum, walau kunta ghalidhan, min hawlik. Allah said, by the mercy of Allah, he's, Allah is talking to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa here, by the mercy of Allah, you were lenient with them, gentle with them. If you were to be harsh-hearted to them, they will surely turn away from you. You know, they will go away from you. So the first thing to have is a da'i, or not just a not, not a da'i, it's a normal person you want to give da'wah, is to know that um, 
people first people are not going to listen to you screaming or people are not going to listen to you owning the platform if you know what I'm trying to say people want some people want that you know general conversation maybe they want to ask you a question about islam you know they uh, they want to know what islam position in here is this one so, so first thing is gentleness even if that person is wrong even if that person is wrong you know uh, even if that person doesn't want to accept what you say have patience have gentleness that is very important which sometimes i fall into macam i don't have uh, you know, i don't have patience and you know you know in the meantime i start to you know i start to learn this is not you know whenever you know and sometimes we give dakwah we have that macam annoyance in our heart why isn't this guy accepting my dakwah maybe you know so one of the thing to have is he accept or not you know have the intention he accept he or she accept your dakwah or not that's up to allah subhanahu wa taala if allah wants to give him hidayah he will get hidayah if allah doesn't doesn't wait for him to give hidayah then he won't he won't get guided what what is your you know uh your your how to say um directions your how to say position is to give dakwah in a nice gentle way like how the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam gave dakwah to the people in his time you know so if the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam allah said if the prophet if you were to be harsh with them harsh hearted with them they would turn away from you okay imagine all of the da'is in the world right now they be screaming hadis one 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 who would accept islam you know but look at you know people like uh for example mufti mang non muslims are hearing him every day you know so you know a, a, a gentle heart and inshallah with the mercy of allah allah will uh, get may yahdihillahu fa huwal muhtadi wa may yudlil fa ulaika humul khasirun whoever allah guides he will be guided whoever allah doesn't guide then he won't he will be of the the the, the khasirun the, the losers if he is you know ignorant in his sudden living to allah uh, our our job is as a muslim is um the do ila sabili rabbika bil hikmah that's our uh, job inshallah thank you so much brother man for sharing um yeah i think subhanallah the 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 point you made about gentility and like in how we act right that was exactly how our prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam like did dawah himself and whenever we want to think about dawah or like we want to perform dawah um that should be amongst our intentions inshallah so that being said like uh with the with the varied and very wonderful group of people that we have today our last question for the day uh maybe like for anybody out there who's listening uh, who might be interested in like giving dawah let's uh, share some tips that we have that um, to advise them on the first steps that they can take inshallah okay um so uh not an advice i say sharing to, from me is to firstly uh, try your best to you yourself also learn learn the din of allah azza wa jal as this din is built upon knowledge uh, one of the uh, our predecessors one of the found around the tabi'in he said that indeed this knowledge is din uh, this knowledge is din so um so knowledge in islam is a huge um, thing there's even a dua you know in surah taha that allah uh, you know one of the prophet he said rabbi zidni ilma oh lord increase me knowledge you know so one of the thing you should uh, for a for a person for me to share is to gain knowledge first um the like the basics okay um, but also if you do not have any knowledge macam uh, you only have the the knowledge of the the basics for example uh, if someone ask you hey bro uh, you muslims pray how many times a day ah? you do not need to be a scholar or an ustad to answer this you know it's five prayers uh, five times a day um hey five times a day there's a lot ah hey then how how long say like like you know there is you know maybe like five minutes uh you know so it's not some some questions are not hard for a normal muslim to answer but if a person comes to him and start to ask him uh, answers uh, or questions which which are hard for us then uh best is and we do not need uh, we do not know it say i do not know yeah so uh, if you do not know something say you do not know but the first thing to study is of course the stuff which is uh, for blind upon us all you know uh, like such as the five pillars of islam the six pillars of faith what is ihsan uh, what is what is iman uh, you know the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said man salaka tariqan yaltamisu fihi ilman sahalallahu lahu bihi tariqan ila jannah jannah aw kama qala prophet said whoever threads a path in search of ilm knowledge allah will make easy for him a path to paradise yeah you know and allah say wa in surah al-asr illal wal asr innal insana lafi khusr illal ladina amanu wa amilus salihat wa tawassaw bil haqq wa tawassaw bis sabr 
you know, indeed by time, indeed mankind is in loss. Except the one who believes, the one who does amal soleh, and the one who uh, encourage each other to truth and uh, encourage each other to sober. Yeah. So with knowledge, inshallah, it will be easy uh, with patience. Yeah. So that's what I can share and my advice uh, for a person who's interested in giving da'wah. Okay, thank you so much, Brother Oman. Um, yeah, you're right. I think it's very important for, you know, um, for all Muslims actually, whether you think of yourself as a da'i or whether you consciously think that you're performing da'wah or not, it's always very important for us to seek ilmu, um, seek ilm. Uh, I think there is a verse in the Quran, I believe it's in Surah Al-Baqarah, verse number 197, where um, Allah says that whatever journey you have, you have to make, you have to bring your own provisions for yourself. Um, and my teacher was telling me like the God, uh, like my, my teacher was telling me that God consciousness is the best of provisions. So um, seeking knowledge will be your provision for your journey, right? You cannot expect to thrive on this journey, or much less survive on this journey if you don't bring your provisions with you. So yes, um, for us, our provisions will be knowledge, inshallah. So with that, let's um, have Brosidik and Amy share. Um, I guess from the perspective of like um, a new Muslim, um, every day is a struggle for me because um, I'm still learning a lot about Islam. There's so much to learn. I'm just barely scratching the surface. Uh. Um, but at the same time, you know, um, people know me as a Muslim. And my family, you know, in, as, a, as the only Muslim person in the family, I I have to act as a da'i as well. So, um. I have to bear the responsibility of both seeking knowledge, but at the same time also sharing knowledge, which can be quite a struggle, especially for someone who's new to a faith or any faith for that matter. So um, firstly, I, I guess for me, I would say to always be critical, uh, to, to you know um, question everything, not in the sense that I want to disobey, but in the sense that I want to know more. I want to know the wisdom behind everything, you know, um, it's very to be, it's very easy to be sucked into an echo chamber, especially nowadays, you know, with like um, the rise of social media being very prevalent and, you know, everyone in the YouTube comments agreeing in the same thing and if you disagree with something, you will be attacked all the way. <laughs> so it's very easy to be sucked in an echo chamber. So always stop to criticize, think yourself, like self criticism to don't be afraid to question uh. and yeah that is and, and yeah I guess that is how you you start to uh, understand the wisdom behind things yeah different concepts that you you at first you might not be agree with uh, but after that you when you actually seek out to understand more you actually find a fresh perspective that could help you become a better Muslim, yeah. Mm, and in terms of like being a giver of da'wah as well, I guess as a new convert being the only Muslim in the family, it, your role is very important uh, in terms of giving da'wah to your family, which I think, I think Brother Siddiq has done pretty well. <laughs> yeah, so he can share more about that. <laughs> I guess, um, for us converts, like the first step to giving da'wah is, is exactly what Dini said earlier on, is that da'wah is not a camp everywhere. It's, it's us. That's just, just, just it. Like, as, as Muslims, we are programmed to give da'wah. We are, uh, you know, commanded to give da'wah. And the understanding that da'wah is just um, making a video or making a podcast or speaking about Islam, that's just that's, that's not correct. Da'wah is everything. How you eat, how you how you how you speak to your family, how you are respectful, how you sleep, how you wake up—it's everything, right? So for us Muslims, new Muslims, when you take the first step, is understanding that, you know, that why is also making sure that we are good Muslims, and, and that's it. You know, that that's, that's that's it for us new Muslims. It's very easy to feel burdened by this, like to feel that you know why why am I given this res big responsibility you know, to, to give da'wah when I know nothing or close to nothing. Um, but I believe that Allah give us this for a reason. Uh, that, you know, 
it could be a way for our family to learn more about Islam in a fresh perspective that you know could could help them to be better human beings as well. You know, it could improve our family relationships also. Um, yeah, there, there might be a lot of hidden blessings that we do not see because of the struggles that you know uh, we focus on. So yeah, just have have faith. Lah. Um, my advice is just to keep, um, just to hang in there and just do your best. Mm. Yeah, Right. Um. Thank you so much, Sis Amy, for sharing that. You know, I just I watched a video a couple of days ago actually about um. And I think it's uh Numan Ali Khan, uh, who said that you know he, Allah sees something in us, right? Allah sees something in all of us, and that's why we have taken the shahada or we were born Muslims, and that's why we were given this responsibility to, um, spread the religions. Bahanallah. And I think like um that can be. <laughs> That can be a burden. It it can feel burdensome. Definitely on some days, like um, like you mentioned, you know, you wear, we wear the hijab. We are literally walking representations of Muslim. When people see us, they don't see me for who I am. They see me as Muslim first, right? And that can be really heavy on some days when maybe you're not really uh, feeling the best, but you still have to put your best self forward because you are wearing this like physical representation. Um, but yeah, but that being said, like it always comforts me to know that like when Allah says he knows best, like this is not like any normal person saying, I know, right? This is Allah. This is our creator, our Rob, right? SubhanAllah. The creator of Rasulullah and the creator of Jannah who's saying that, like I see something in you and I know that you are worthy to carry on this responsibility. SubhanAllah, I think that always um, comforts me. You mentioned very accurately actually, like you have to seek knowledge, but uh, it is our responsibility to not just seek knowledge, but seek knowledge in the right, right places, right? It cannot be that like every time we have a question and we're scared to seek knowledge in like established organizations, we just go to Google because we might not have like the capacity to really like sieve out the information that we have on the internet. Uh, one thing about social media, even though like I, I am an avid user of social media, I'm an avid user of TikTok. <laughs> But I acknowledge that like social media and um, just internet in general, there's so much, there's like an overflow of information that you really, you actually need to be smarter to navigate this space. And like with TikTok and social media, right? Um, Ilmu is given to us at a very fast space, very, very fast space. And the aim of a lot of um. I would say content creators, I'm sure not Brother Oman, but a lot of content creators, their aim is to make like bite-sized pieces of information that can be easily absorbed in the shortest amount of time. But that's not the nature of Ilmu, you see. Like the best kind of Ilmu is the one that goes into your heart. And it's very, I think it's very difficult for Ilmu to go straight into your heart when you are getting it in like two or three seconds, right? Uh, so my advice for everybody listening, if you want to seek knowledge, like make sure you seek knowledge in like established organizations. Lah. So I'm going to end off. <laughs> end of this very wonderful podcast with um a dua that I learned from my teachers um it's a beautiful dua subhanallah and uh, she says like ya Allah use me to provide benefit use me to provide value use me in whatever way you want big or small activate me in whatever mission you want me to be a part of um and this for me was um a very important tip in performing da'wah because sometimes as Muslims or just as human beings, we want to do good. We want to be of benefit to the people around us, but you have to know that you cannot do it if you don't show up, right? It's the scariest thing. Taking the first step is the scariest thing. You can have the intentions and you will, you will get the good deed written down when you have the intentions, but subhanAllah, the blessings can, can grow and like uh, you can touch more people, touch more hearts. You can learn more for yourself as well if you take the first step and show up. Um, and definitely the intention is important because it will, it will then ground your actions. Every action that you take from then on, it will be grounded by the intentions that you make. All right. So we started the podcast saying that it will be a 30-minute podcast. But indeed, as Dini has mentioned, you know, and it's an iron belief of what we do as CC that we, our content is, isn't content that, that should, you know, stay in the surface for our listeners, right? We, we, we always talk among the hosts and we say that um, when, we, when we do a podcast, we are essentially communicating what we feel in our hearts and we are trying to communicate to the other heart at the side of the, at, at the, other side of the phone. So, subhanAllah, you know, how, how, how can we do that in, in a short span of 30 minutes, especially about a big topic like Dawah, right? Mm-hmm. Essentially what CC is, we're trying, to, we're trying to do Dawah. So, thank you all for coming. 
to to share your experiences. Thank you, Brother Uman, for coming and, and joining us today. You know, to talk to talk to talk from your experiences. Thank you, Dini, so much. I feel like everyone's gonna sign up to be a diary right now after your your your, your part. So I'm just gonna do a quick uh, for for those who you know, if if you guys have. Uh, perhaps just join the podcast at, at a later time or you guys just want to gist on the podcast uh, although we highly recommend for you guys to listen to everything um, these are some points that, that you guys can take away so number one is we, we started off earlier in the podcast talking about intentions right and and we've talked about intentions for actually the entirety of the podcast intentions is everything when it comes to being a da'i being a da'i as you guys have already heard it's not easy it's, it's something that requires so much wisdom, so much understanding of, of the human condition, understanding of society, understanding of ourselves and everything. It's, it's so much more that every time we try to talk about it, we realize that there's more, right? And this is how a 30-minute podcast became a one-hour and 15-minute podcast. Because there's always so much more to talk about. So, but with the correct intentions, right, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will allow us to hit every, check every of these boxes and even more. But what we do in return is to we have always we have to always refine our intentions this is something that is inevitable we, we we might start off with the correct food you know but without refining intentions we'll never make it to the end place so that's that's number one number two will be um knowing your audience you know when it comes to doing da'wah it's never about who we are what we want it's about what the audience wants right and 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 that that is essentially doing da'wah Dini mentioned that doing da'wah means invitation but what is the at the essence of invitation when we invite we don't we don't uh, discriminate uh, amongst who we are inviting the, the, the spirit of da'wah in terms of invitation is that we are welcoming to people who are coming to Islam people should come into Islam and feel like this is where they should belong and, and that is the essence of doing da'wah and, and for that to happen we must, we must know what helps them to, to you know, feel like they belong to our community right? and it's not just one person you know, one, one person cannot build a community by, 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 by himself it's, it's the entire community coming together to learn about each other and that is the beauty of Islam how many times have we been commanded to learn about the other person at the side of the room because they are different from us? And that helps us to become better Muslims. Number one, that's the most important thing. And then become better bearers of touch, of the touch of Islam. And so number three will be that at the same time in which you know your audience and, and know that this is what they want, this is what they don't want, we do not sell Islam on, on the basis of diluting Islam. This is not what we are trying to do as Muslims. You know, we don't we don't sell Islam to someone who, who wants a, a, a version of Islam that is easy for him to practice but isn't real Islam. You know, uh, Islam does not need us to oversell Islam. Islam does not need us to, to, to create a false form of beauty that, that, that will entice people to come in and then realize that Islam is something else entirely. This is not something that we are, told, we are asked to do as da'is. So understanding that, you know, there is a way to balance of understanding what the other person wants but also balancing what we really understand as the essence of Islam as Muslims, this is the important thing as Da'is because we then hold that responsibility of representing Islam, right? So number four is, is then, you know, so much we've talked about, right? How, how can we then escape seeking knowledge as Da'is? First, we want to understand what he wants and understand how we can answer them. And then we want to understand how we can, uh, you know, communicate Islam without diluting Islam. How can we do that without knowledge at all, right? So, so, and, and, and then how, how would anyone follow the da'i if the da'i isn't doing what he's talking about, right? So you, we understand that this is a lifelong process. You know, perhaps when we start off, we, we are not the best. And, but we can, we can always continue to, to improve by seeking knowledge and also learning from the people who are, who, who are, who are giving knowledge, learning from their example as well. And this, is, this is something that cannot be overstated. Learning, seeking knowledge and learning from our, our, our asatizas in Singapore, this is something so important that, that you know, not just for the sake of giving da'wah, but also as practicing Muslims. And the last one to talk about will be the types of da'wah. This is something we briefly talked about in, in, in this podcast, that da'wah is not just us speaking right now in, in, in Comment Central. Dawah is not just a TikTok video, right? Uh, on that, 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 that gives content uh, in, in maybe one or two minutes. Dawah is, is, is not just uh, the actions of people. Dawah is everything we do as, as, as Muslims. Dawah is not just the actions of one person, but it's also the actions of a community. So there's so many ways that we can give Dawah, right? So don't, don't, don't think that um, we have to start um, after a certain point. You know, we have already started. It's how we want to end. It's how we want to bring ourselves to the end point. So we have already started and, and, and how we understand da'wah that will help us better to give da'wah is that da'wah is everything that we do. As, as mentioned, it's how we speak, it's how we, it's how we wake up, it's how we treat other people, it's how we allow other people to treat ourselves, it's how we, we handle ourselves when we're we angry. People see that. And, and when non-Muslims see us Muslims practicing in a certain manner, they, they, they might either be turned away 
or they might be interested in Islam. Mm. And this is what essentially we cover as Convert Central. How many Convert stories have we heard about people coming to Islam because of something someone did? Rarely we hear someone coming to Islam because they, they, they watched a video online. But rather it started off because of the people around us that inspire us to learn about Islam. So that is da'wah. Da'wah is everything that we do. So don't, don't restrict ourselves um, into doing a certain type of da'wah only and understand that da'wah is, is in everything. And, and we have not only already started, you know, but some of us, we, we are more than capable to be the bearers of Islam through our, through our actions. So not just, you know, faces on the podcast, you know, da'wah can be a man on the street, just just being himself as a Muslim, yeah. dressing in a way that is Islamic and, and, and portraying Islamic values. That's that. So thank you for helping us craft this beautiful story, this beautiful picture of a podcast. I, I'm really so grateful. Uh, it is our blessing and, and, and we, sh- we show gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be joined by your presence tonight, Brother Oman, uh, Sis Amy and also uh, Dini. So let's end this podcast by reciting Tasbih Kafara and Surah Al-Asr. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika Ashadu ala ilaha illa anta astaghfirullah wa astaghfirullahumma wa la asam innal insana nafi khus illa ladhina amanu wa aminu salihati wa tawasom bilhaqi wa tawasom bilsabr Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh